which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink, mixed with gall. But after tasting it, he refused to drink it. Then they crucified him. They divided up, well, when they crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him. On his right and, and one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you're the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross and we'll believe him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I'm the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing here heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those who were with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely this was the Son of God. Many women were there, watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. That's the end of our reading today. Carl, could you please come up and teach us from God's Word? Well, it's great to see uh, so many people here today, uh, and it's great to <clears throat> spend the day <clears throat> excuse me, uh, focusing on Christ and to begin the day focusing on Christ. Uh, so let's uh, bow together in prayer as we, as we think about God's word. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, uh, thank you so much that Jesus Christ died for us and thank you so much that we can take time out today to remember that uh, and to celebrate that. And we ask that as we... Uh, have read Matthew's account as we think a little bit more about it, that you would help us to understand the reasons that Jesus died. Uh, And Lord, we pray that as we hear that, you'd help us to believe in him and put our hope and our trust in him. Father, we ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, uh, 
I, I uh, had a trombone practice yesterday afternoon, <clears throat> and as I was leaving, one of my friends said to me what I thought in hindsight was a really great thing to say. He said, I hope you have a really Christ-focused weekend. wasn't the way I was expecting to end a trombone practice, but I thought, that's a great thing to say, isn't it? Uh, that this w- his hope was that this weekend would be just be an opportunity to reflect on Jesus and what he's done on the cross and what it means that he was raised from the dead. Uh, This might be the first Good Friday that you've ever given much thought to Jesus' crucifixion. This might be the 60th Good Friday that you have thought about Jesus' death. Uh, But what I want to do this morning is just to spend a little bit of time thinking about uh, Jesus' death and, and highlighting three things that we learn about Jesus' death from Matthew's account that Daniel read for us just before. So three things, and the first one is, thanks, uh, David. So the first uh, thing that we uh, realise about Jesus' death from Matthew's account is that Jesus' death was a despised death. So the first, first part of that crucifixion story that Daniel read is packed with derision. Some of the soldiers, uh, soldiers who are leading Jesus away to be crucified, they offer him uh, drink uh, of wine mixed with gall. Gall was a kind of uh, bitter substance and it would have tasted just absolutely horrendous. What they'd done, they kind of spiked the wine with this horrible taste and kind of offered it to Jesus as part of their mocking. They offer him this horrible drink. They steal his clothes and divide them up by casting lots. Or if you like, they draw straws to see who gets what bit. As if it wasn't enough that the soldiers were beating him and and, uh, and hurling insults at him. Uh, The people who pass by mock Jesus as well. They hurl insults at him. So verse 40, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the son of God. The religious leaders of Jesus' day have a turn as well. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him if God wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. I don't know if you've ever wondered, stop to think what it might be like if humanity got their hands on God. What would that look like? Well, the cross, I think, gives us the perfect picture of what it would look like if we got our hands on God. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, those movies or cartoons, kind of uh, cartoons of the uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids variety. But the, kind of the basic premise of those movies is that uh, you know, a person gets shrunk down to the size of an ant or something like that. And under normal circumstances, an ant could never overpower a human being. But what always happens in those films is that they get shrunk down to this size, to the size of an ant, and all of a sudden, these ants, you know, start to have their way with these people. It's as though the ants finally have the chance to do the things that they've always wanted to do, but never had the power to do. And in some ways, that's the reality of the cross is that God came down into into our God, the Son of God, took on human flesh, subject to human weakness. And what did we do? We crucified him. He entered our world to rescue us and to love us, and we put him to death. The cross, if you like, 
holds up a mirror to the depths of our sin. It's a reflection of what's in our hearts. What would we do? What would you and I do if we got our hands on God? We'd crucify him. That's the honest answer. In the cross, humanity condemns itself. We resent God. We resent even the idea of God. We might not have been there, but left to ourselves, we would have driven the nails in with the soldiers and mocked with the passers-by. So Jesus' death then, first of all, was a despised death. But secondly, Jesus' death was also a forsaken death. So verse 45, from the sixth hour into the ninth hour, darkness came over the whole land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Elo ele lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This was such a sinister event, such a sinister occasion, that even the sky turned black. By midday, by 12 o'clock, darkness covered the land and it was dark for three hours. It was a kind of a portent of what was going on. And the reason that it was so bleak, so dark, so ominous is revealed by Jesus' words as he cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, we think that to be despised by people is the greatest suffering in the world. But Jesus knew as he hung on the cross that to to be forsaken by God is unimaginably dark and horrible. God forsaking God, the Father forsaking the Son, and why? To take away in the cross the very very condemnation which the cross puts on public display. At the same time that humanity was having its way with God, God was atoning for that same sin in the death of his own son. The great irony is that the people who passed by mocked Jesus and called on him if he was the son of God to save himself. But because he was the son of God, because he was God, he didn't save himself. Because he was God, he saved us. He was forsaken so that we might not be forsaken if we put our trust in him. So Jesus' death was a despised death, despised at the hands of men. Jesus' death was a forsaken death, forsaken by God. And last of all, Jesus' death was a powerful death. At the very moment that Jesus died, some incredible things took place. I don't know if you noticed them as Daniel was reading for us. Matthew tells us that the curtain in the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. It was torn from the top... Uh, from the top to the bottom, which shows that it was God who was doing the tearing. It, you know, if you and I were to tear a curtain, we'd, we'd pull it from the bottom to the top. But God tore this, t- this curtain down. The curtain in the temple was a kind of a symbol in the life of uh, the people of Israel. It was a symbol of our separation from God, that we couldn't see God face to face. And there on the cross as Jesus died, that curtain was torn down. It was rent in two. 
At the moment that Jesus died, the earth also shook and the rocks split apart. Tombs were broken open and many people who trusted in God in the past were raised to life. And those people were seen. They, they walked into town and were seen by people alive, people who'd been dead. Walking around and testifying to the power of Jesus' death. Jesus' death was so extraordinarily powerful that the Roman soldier who was there guarding him, when he saw Jesus die, when he saw all that happened, he said, surely this man was the son of God. Jesus' death was a powerful death and everybody around could see it. That's an extraordinary statement to make, isn't it? It's an extraordinary statement to say that Jesus' death was a powerful death because Normally death is anything but powerful. Normally death is kind of the end of power. Death is the extinction of life. Death is the height of powerlessness. It's the very moment when you stop being able to do anything, to stop being able to accomplish anything. When you and I die, we stop breathing, our hearts stop, our brains stop, and yet the world keeps on going as it's always been. But when Jesus died, curtains tore in two, the way to God was opened up, the ground shook, graves split open, people of God were raised from the dead, and atheists believed. Jesus describes his death in such a beautiful way in John's Gospel when he says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies... It produces many seeds. One seed dies to bring the life of many. One death, a despised death, a forsaken death, a powerful death, despised by us, forsaken by God, powerful for those who believe in him. Well, let me invite you, if you've never Uh, before put your hope in Jesus' despised, forsaken and powerful death, let me invite you to take the time to do that today, to receive Jesus uh, and to put your trust in him. Uh, I'm going to pray a prayer now, and if you'd like, as I pray that prayer, you can repeat that prayer in your heart to God. It might be the first time you've prayed that prayer. It might be the 60th time that you've prayed that prayer as an expression of your continuing faith and trust in God. But let's pray and uh, you can repeat these words in your heart to God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I have despised and rejected you. I may not have driven the nails into Jesus' hands, but so often in my life I've wished that you were dead or weren't real so that I could live my own life rather than give my life to you. Thank you that Jesus was forsaken and suffered the torment of hell so that I might go free and be rescued from this empty way of life. Let me share in the forgiveness and the life available in his powerful death. 
for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If I could ask the music team.